Welcome back to another edition of Coronation Radio. I am your host, Patrick Gearhart. With me once again is Brett Baker of 1011 News. Brett, I'm going to let you introduce yourself, but I'm just going to jump right into it. How's speech season going? Uh, actually, thank you for asking. Uh, it's it's going great. Uh, I coach out at Malcolm. We're um, the defending uh, Class C1 state champs. And uh, we graduated some heavy hitters last year, but we've had some young talent step up and some of our senior leadership has been awesome. So uh, we've had five tournaments and the only schools that have beat us are Miller North, reigning Class A state champ and Lincoln East, who's a perennial power. So uh, it's going well. We got a long ways to go, but I appreciate you asking. How long have you uh, been doing this? Uh, this is my 10th season coaching. So I competed at my high school, Malcolm, for three years. And then when I moved back here in 2012 with my daughter, when she decided to attend Nebraska, uh, I reconnected with the school and the head coach, our head coach, she had never competed. She had never coached. And um, I had wanted to get involved and give back because the program gave me a ton when I was a kid. And uh, she was like, yes, I will take any volunteer, somebody who knows what they're doing. Uh, let's go. And so it took us, you know, we've, we started with 14 kids in the program uh, and built up. We were state runner-ups in 2017, but now we've got um, 42 kids. We've got one of the bigger programs in the state. Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, we're very blessed. We have a great community, uh, parents who, who back us, uh, school leadership that backs us, and just kids who are excited about the activity and, and really, you know, get in and commit to, to kind of doing what, we're, what we want to do. And for those of you at home who don't know, Malcolm is a little town. Well, he's not <laughs> probably a little town anymore, just right outside of Lincoln, not too far at all. No, it's still technically a village of like 407 people. The community probably has around 2,500, but the high school itself has 200 kids in it. Um, and so 42 of the 200 are in speech, which is a pretty good uh, percentage. Uh, in fact, I'll brag a little bit more on our head coach. She also coaches our one act. They were in class B for one act this year, but they opted up to a 200 students in the high school, more than 100 kids in the cast and crew class, a state runner ups. Wow. That's pretty impressive. Uh, it's Tammy Madam is her name. She's amazing. And I'm just lucky enough to have my wagon hitched to her. And we've been pretty fortunate to be able to build some really good things out there and, and enjoy some success and see our kids reach their goals and, and you know, make their mark and, and leave a, a real positive legacy at, at Malcolm. That is, that is phenomenal. Well, I'm really proud of you guys. And I'm glad you guys, you could at least come on here and kind of tell us how things are going on that. But the main reason why I brought you on just like last time is your history with Husker football and Husker basketball. You've been in media for a long time. You are a legend in Nebraska media. And, you know, I just, I kind of want to pick your brain this last season with Husker football was not what we expected. Once again, go figure. And, you know, the future is looking a little bright, but still fairly uneven. What are some of your takeaways from this past season of uh, Scott Frost's third, uh, fourth year at the helm? Yeah, it was, I mean, I don't think, I, you know, if you grew up in the eighties and the nineties and, you know, I was uh, in my twenties and the nineties, um, I don't think you would ever imagine this like, Oh, you know, maybe seven and four, maybe they dipped to an eight and three at some point. I don't think anybody could have ever imagined that the program would slip to three and nine, but it happens. Um, 
I think the frustrating part for, for most fans was, you know, they saw the team making progress, you know, playing hard, playing for all four quarters. They just couldn't get out of their way for those last, I don't know what it was, a seven game losing streak to end the season. Um, and so you felt for the guys, but at the same time, it was kind of like, well, it's all kind of just been building to this. And I think I said it after the Michigan game. I, I said three and nine was a distinct possibility. And I, I don't enjoy being right about that. Certainly. But um, I just couldn't see where they were going to turn the corner and get that, that switch to play. If they had gotten over Michigan, then I think maybe things could have been different, but even then, I don't know. Uh, It's tough to say it was, it was definitely a season to remember and forget if that makes any sense. No, fully does. Um, With the season coming to a close, like most teams, we had a fair number of uh, guys enter the transfer portal, such as Adrian Martinez. But at the same time, Nebraska brought in quite a few, you know, guys, at least on paper that look really good. Um, and which helps out considering the recruiting class was probably one of the lower ranked ones we've had in, you know, I would say recent memory, but in a long, probably since honestly, they started really, you know, doing a lot of these rankings back in the, right. um, you know, what are your thoughts about some of these guys who have left and some of these guys who are coming in? You know, I think it's frustrating for a lot of people uh, to see guys come in and come out because it's just not the way it kind of used to be. But yeah, I think it's, you know, definitely the new normal. I think it'll settle down. I don't think it'll always be this active. I think it's like the NIL stuff. The, the market will correct itself and it'll, everything will even out. Um, but, you know, I think I was very excited to see they got, you know, two of the quarterbacks, you know, and uh, we don't know how good those guys are going to be exactly yet, but at least, you know, there's some name recognition there and that they got both of them. I thought, you know, once uh, Thompson was in, that maybe Purdy would say, okay, I'm going to go find another place, but that he decided to come in too. I think, okay, well, that's good. Then you're going to have, you know, some more options and, you know, and I, you know, don't rule out Logan Smothers either. I, I think people are quick to push him to the side and that he was given, you know, a real tough hand at that Iowa game. And you can't like base the rest of his career off, you know, one game, one appearance. I think he's got a lot more to give and show. So, Hopefully we see some of that this spring from all three of those guys. In regards to any other players, running backs or anything coming in, um, any thoughts? No, I think one of the, one of the like, I'm not like a super big recruiting guy. I'm a, a get them on campus, get them in class, get them in practice, get them on the field, and then I'll, I'll emotionally invest, you know, mm-hmm. uh, because there's been so many guys. Oh, my gosh. How many? recruiting battles did you know his, his Nebraska had they just miss out on a guy and then oh well, I spent five months of my life wishing this teenager would come to my school and it's kind of like you know as a high school coach you know I mean my, my daughter's not a teenager anymore but you know I got my own teenagers to be interested in um, so the recruiting stuff I'll leave it to the guys you know Osborne never had huge recruiting classes and he was always able to two pretty well. And, you know, you can look more recent history like Kansas state there, you know, have not had huge classes, but, you know, put together some winning football season. So I don't know, get them on the field. Uh, let's see them this spring. And then I think we'll have a better idea of where we sit with them. So how do you think the 2022 season is going to, going to look so far? 
going into it. I mean, you know, Scott, Scott's uh, got a lot of heat under him. Um, it's a more favorable schedule than this past season, but not exactly, you know, going to be a cakewalk in any way, shape or form. No, it won't be a cakewalk. I think, you know, he did the right thing by, you know, whatever was said or went unsaid between him and Trev and having to change up the offense. And, you know, I know he wants to be a loyal guy like Osborne was, and I think that's admirable. But at a certain point, you got to say, okay, it's not working. And I think it'll be exciting to see what these new guys bring. But then again, you know, how much of that are you, you know, everybody's going to, you know, take a step back on offense now and we got to put a new system in and see where that go- that goes. You know, hopefully, you know, Riola can shore up some of these offensive line problems because they, they still don't have enough offensive line talent. I think anybody can tell you that. Um, but at least it's uh, hope, you know, it's a glimmer of something. I think if he'd have stood pat, uh, I think it would be, a lot more muted in terms of like curiosity and interest. So at least it gives folks something to point to and look at and say, well, we've got this, you know, possibly cooking. Let's see where it goes. And do you think, what do you think the best scenario would be for Nebraska this upcoming season? With what we know, with yeah, what, you know, with right. the coaches, with the talent, with the schedule, you know. At a minimum, a winning record and a bowl trip. I think, I mean, that's, that's the bottom line minimum. I think that would get people back to being okay. You know, maybe Scott gets another year and and then he certainly, you know, should, if he, if he turns it around, Um, because I think, you know, he was such a a home run hire. Everybody was sure he was the guy. And, you know, I I don't know anybody that's, you know, was had enough foresight to say, now he's not going to get it done. So, if it doesn't work next season and you don't get that winning season uh, and you don't get that bull trip, um, I think the fans are going to be like, well, what, who do we turn to next? Where does this go? Uh, And I think it'll, it would really be the next big chapter of identity crisis for Husker fans and the program uh, trying to figure out who they are and something they've obviously been doing since 2003 uh, when, when coach Solich was let go. So it's tough to say, but like I said, I think at the bottom line, I think a winning record and a bowl trip that would do wonders. Uh, you know, they're going over to Ireland. I, I got tickets with my daughter. We're going to go. And, you know, if you can come out of the gate with a win there generate some enthusiasm some excitement, you got a couple, uh, easier, you know, teams on the schedule to start the season at home. Um, you know, build some of that momentum that they have, you know, just shot themselves in the foot so many times so early in the seasons these last few years um, that it's tough to get things rolling. So it would be nice to see them do that. But uh, a lot of time between now and then, you know, obviously you hope for it, but who knows? No, I would agree. And, you know, I think next season is going to definitely determine Trev Alberts' tenure at the school, really depending on what happens, because it seems that in the last Honestly, a couple of decades, leadership at Nebraska has been uh, very much hit or miss, not just in terms of the internal things, but in terms of the hires and what's happened with those hires. So, you know, his career is kind of hinging you know, on what's going on here. Uh, you know, moving on to another supposed home run hire, let's head over to <laughs> Nebraska ball. Uh, Nebraska, as of this recording, just uh, got their first Big Ten win against Minnesota on Thursday night. 
Uh, big win. It, it was not a pretty game. I'm not going to lie. It was not a pretty <laughs> game at all, but it was a win and we'll take a win. You know, Fred was looked upon, myself included, as actually a better hire than Frost when he was brought on yep. board. And, you know, with with Frost, you can at least say we've seen progress on the field. I mean, the line play alone, I know we're getting a new line coach and everything, but the line play alone from his first year to now is, is, has gone up leaps and bounds. I mean, I felt like that first year he was here, we could barely – do anything against a team like Wisconsin and Iowa. And the, you know, the past couple of years it's, it's done well in regards to basketball. And I, I shouldn't have done this because I hate comparing the two sports, but there hasn't been a whole lot of progress over these past three years. And a lot of it has to do with attrition and whatnot and COVID. And you can, you know, throw anything out there. It's, it's hurt, but what is your general consensus right now over Fred Hoiberg's term in Nebraska? Yeah, uh, massively underwhelming and and almost stupid. Like I, you just can't. I, I don't know that you can explain it because he had had success at Iowa State, obviously, and a lot of people would tell you he got run out of Chicago a little too soon in his tenure there. Um, this is a heady guy who knew how to play uh, in the NBA for a long time, so it's it's baffling just how bad it's been. Obviously. You know, he's had more or less three different rosters. So that's tough to get fan buy-in, even though I think everybody was bought into Hoiberg himself. But as far as like knowing the team and loving the team and, you know, watching guys, you know, progress, um, we had four, Thorier Bjarnson. He was like the one guy who like, okay, he's been here for four years. He's our guy. Um, But you don't even have, you don't even have that now. So yeah, it's I was having this conversation with somebody else about, you know, the home run hire. And it's like, okay, I, I think in both cases, everyone would say Bill Moose hired the exact right guy at the exact right moment. Now they have a neither one of them have worked out. So does that become a failed hire? Because there you wouldn't have found a soul that would have like disagreed with either one of those. And it's like, so how I don't know. I I think Moose did his job when he had to do it. But it's just like, yeah, it's been so bad. Like, I, I don't know, because like if he'd hired anybody else, what would people have said? Well, you whiffed on Scott Frost and you didn't go after Hoiberg. Um, I don't he know. Got it, yeah, <laughs> yes, he got Will, Will Bolt came home, which is good news for all of us baseball fans, too. So, uh, yeah, it's it's just it's baffling it really is that they have not been able to get any more traction because i can't think of pro, you know too many more programs there may be some that have you know the same amount of you know fan support and financial support and facilities and all of that infrastructure stuff that nebraska does um but the, there's nobody i don't think that has more so why why does it always go so south uh so fast i mean at this point, yeah, you kind of long for Tim Miles because at least every other year he'd rip off, you know, a good record and, you know, finish fourth in the Big Ten or something. And sure, we'd, you know, flame out in the Big Ten tournament and then, you know, lose an NCAA tournament game and be out or one or two done in the NIT. But that was more than what's going to happen this year. No, I would fully agree. And, you know, it is baffling because the institutional support for the Huskers is huge, especially within, I mean, everybody, you know, everybody looks at football, but my God, basketball 
has had everything but the kitchen sink thrown at it in terms of support, which kind of gets back to a bigger picture. And I've asked a few national people about this, and I kind of want to get your thoughts. Is it an institutional thing in Nebraska at this point? Is a lot of our struggles institutional outside of football, outside of basketball? That's really our problems. Um, we're not like the South where every little thing that happens immediately goes into the press, a la Auburn or LSU. Right. You know, the only time we really hear of any bad issues is when after somebody gets let go, you know, and we've right. had this past year where we've had all these leaks, whether it was the Oklahoma game trying to get canceled leak, whether that was true or not. <laughs> yeah. We had Bill's moves being uh, let go of, but then stepping down leak. I mean, it, that Omaha World Herald story was different from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. Totally. And yep. you had the leak over the NCAA violations. These are all being let out before the NC before the university can even do anything about them. You know, do do we have an institutional problem at Nebraska? Because that's something nobody's talking about. And it, it, it you know these little things kind of just bug me in the back of my head. Uh, yeah, then the. You don't know if it's one person or, or more than one person, but it certainly seems at least one, if not more, have some kind of an axe to grind that want to make the make the machinations all that tougher to to get running. Um, yeah, it's it's the basketball one is so difficult to figure out because you would think somehow in 50, 60 years, they would have figured out their way to win one NCAA tournament game and they can't even do that. And, you know, they get a home run higher. They think, and, you know, I mean, there was all this talking before the season, before these guys played, Oh, well, this is a tournament team and just zero gel. So yeah, I don't know. It's, it's really tough to know. I don't claim to have any kind of inside sources or uh, be connected in any way like that. So I don't know. Um, but you do wonder, you know, if there's somebody inside who's obviously sharing what what the what the reasoning for that is. No, I fully agree. I mean, it, it just it, you you start looking for other answers because the same problems happen year in and year out with these programs. And unlike football, basketball, it's a lot easier to turn around a team. You know, you're talking 14 guys versus 120, or you know, if you're lucky. You yeah, know, you know, right. you know, if you're Kansas, sixty. If you're lucky, no, you know. Right. But I mean, look at Iowa State this past year. I mean, I think they won three, four games last year, and I think they've hit some skin, you know, some bumps in the road recently at Big Twelve play. But they started out real hot, you know, with a brand new coach and you know, a overhauled roster. Not you know, started from you know negative year zero like we did, but it, it can be done. You know, at yep. least to get it to a respectable first, second year. But we we haven't even come close with that. And don't get me wrong, the Big Ten's tough, but so is the Big 12 for, in di for different reasons, you know, different styles of ball play. But And I think what makes it more, you know, of, of a thorn in Husker sides is all you got to do is look up I-80 and see Creighton uh, has been able to do it. And they've done it for a long time. And I can't I can't imagine they have more to offer you know, a basketball player than, than, than we do, except maybe some stability, well, definitely some stability, but, you know, recruiting guys to, to Omaha should not be that much different than recruiting guys to Lincoln, uh, especially considering all the facilities and the fan support. So I think, yeah, seeing Creighton do well, continue to do well, 
is is part of the thing that makes it a little more angsty for Nebraska ball fans. No, I would, I, I would agree with you. Um, we're about out of time, but, um, you know, you mentioned baseball earlier. Uh, we're right around the corner. What are your thoughts on this, uh, this upcoming uh, baseball season for Nebraska? Well, I'm excited. You know, I mean, we've <laughs> we, we got to have something. Thank goodness, by the way, for the women's teams. I mean, we, the, the volleyball team gave us so much reasons to cheer. Uh, they were just amazing getting to that national title game uh, and then and gave it a heck of a run against a very seasoned uh, and worthy opponent in, in Wisconsin. And the women's basketball team uh, has been, you know, just the surprise of the season and so many youngsters and so many transfers. And they somehow have blended it all together. Amy Williams has got cohesion there and those young ladies are all working together. So uh, thank goodness for both of those programs to keep our spirits afloat. But I do think baseball is going to be fun this uh, spring. I think there's a lot of reason to be optimistic. Um, You know, I think, I think it's a, it's a reasonable goal to want to host a regional and who knows from there. But uh, I did like the way that the boys played last year. I think they would definitely did embody um, their, their coach. And they took that kind of scrappy spirit and, and they just built on it. And then I think they, too, I think they fed off the enthusiasm of the fans because the fans are so hungry to get back to Omaha to another CWS um, that it all was just kind of a nice, you know, coalescing that you hope let's, let's keep carrying that forward. And, you know, by all accounts, they're going to be positioned to do so. No, I, I think that's a good assumption. You know, that, that's a good analysis on it. And this season should be a lot of fun. We've got some turnover on the, on the diamond, but for the most part, it seems like Holt's building something pretty strong moving forward. Recruiting's gone well, and you know, we'll see what happens. So well, we are about out of time. And we get to see the count of Monte Cristo's son play for oh, the yeah. Huskers. I forget about that. He's on now. <laughs> that kid's, that kid's a beast too. I mean, I, you'd watch him play for Elkhorn in football and in basketball. And I mean, I mean, they won the title in, in football and they were runner up in basketball and, you know, I mean, well, that's not even his best sport. So yeah, I can't wait to see that kid pitch for the Huskers. I think it'd be great. Is he going to play? Do you think he'll pitch much this year? I don't know. I mean, that's, I mean, that's where we started playing high school. So I don't know. Maybe I don't know where Will's going to put him. I know they sometimes change that around, but uh, just to have a guy out there, I think, you know, his dad was, such a popular figure, uh, you know, and, and a great name as well. But, uh, you know, I think it's just all part of like, you know, keeping some mean state talent home and, and kind of building on what they, what they'd started last year. No, I would agree. Cause I mean, it seemed like, you know, uh, as well as past coaches did, it seemed like Nebraska had a lot of talent go out of state for baseball, uh, for at least a good decade there. So, you know, I mean, it, it was to a lot of good schools, such as Wichita state or Texas A&M and whatnot, but, Still, I mean, if you can keep whatever you can in state, you know, that, that's huge. I mean, that 2005 team, how many of those starters were in-state boys? It was right. – it, it In-city mag- guys. Uh-huh. I mean, it was like, you, you know, know, that's so. how the people forget. Like those those Van Horn, you know, you're, well, actually that would have been Anderson. Um, th- that was a Nebraska-heavy baseball team. Big time. Very. So, I mean – And I think that's one of those sports that, like, I think it's feasible. You can do that, you know, in Nebraska. You know, you can't build a whole football team around Nebraska guys. You got to go out state for you know a lot of parts and pieces. But I think baseball wise, I think you could definitely do that in Nebraska. I agree. I agree. 
Well, Brett, that's all I got for you today. Um, why don't you let everybody know how they can get, uh, read your stuff, find you and whatnot. Uh, I am on uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all Brett S Baker. Um, yeah. And uh, you know, I'm there during the season. I tend to not post a lot cause it's, I'm out at the high school for practice at seven in the morning and then I'm into work by nine. And then, uh, you know, I usually do some zoom practice sessions in the evenings. So it's a very busy time, but, uh, once baseball fires up and in the, the speech season's over, I'm sure I'll be out there at the diamond and, uh, you know, sharing some insights from there and having a good time. Perfect. Well, we look forward to it. Thanks again. All right, brother. Good to talk to you. Thanks for having me on.